0: In a world where trust is shattered and darkness looms, one man's journey from betrayal to redemption will captivate your heart. Absolutely, even if Absolutely. you don't
1: take them, if you have a relative that is a Christian, yes, allow them to take the kids.
0: I like that. Because yeah, because it's
1: like you—you you may not want Jesus,
0: but thrown Ooh. into a detention center, he grappled with the harsh reality of being imprisoned mentally and physically. At that moment, I told myself. I'm not going behind bars no more. Betrayed and deceived by the one he trusted most.
1: So now we're about to enter into this part of your life where you're cheated on.
0: It was rough for me. Bought teddy bears for her, flowers. And my heart just got squeezed and beat upon and crushed and stuck. In the depths of his despair, he questioned God's plan. I said... I said, you don't know what just happened to me, Meg." But amidst the darkness, a glimmer of hope emerged. He found solace in the teachings of a higher power. And in that moment, he discovered a new purpose. Out with the old. In with the new. In with the new. The Holy Spirit came inside of me. From being lost to salvation, this is the story of Nick. Coming soon, this summer on July 1st on YouTube and all podcast platforms. To the Call by God podcast with Adney Godin and myself, Nixon Sylvain. This show is about dialogues of biblical characters and testimonies of Christians who submitted to the will of God. Each week, we we'll bring on one guest so that they can share their story of how they were called by God. I hope this show inspires you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome, world, to the Call by God podcast. I'm yours truly, nixon Savane, and I'm here with Sister, Sister Adney Godin. Sister Godin, how are you doing on this blessed day? It's a blessing.
1: I really say it's a blessing because, um, again, we've already announced that I've relocated to a new state, uh, finding my footing, my bearings, getting to know um, this new state is... It's, it's been fun. Um, the only thing that I've noticed is I'm, I'm having bits of anxiety with driving. Because, um, you know, when you're accustomed to moving around and you know where everything is at, and my brain is like, okay, we don't know this. <laughs> so I start to panic when I see different cars and all this other stuff. So what I'm learning is back roads to get to wherever I want
0: to go. Oh, wow. Y'all hear that world? Adney, it, Adney has relocated. She's no longer in the state that we once to reside together. So, yeah. So, Adney, look, I'm, I'm proud of you for taking that leap of faith, uh, to go to another state. It could be challenging. And it's funny because we did an episode, um, about, uh, Abraham, Abram at the time and God told him, Hey, leave. Like you go, I'm going to, you're going to go over there to the land that I'm going to bless you with. And Abraham had to go by faith. You know, he went yeah. from Ur to Hanan and, and to the land of Canaan. He left yeah. by faith. So, yeah. Addie, so that's kind of like in a position where you are. You just left by faith.
1: <laughs> and let me tell you, it was a faith move.
0: Yeah, it was. It was
1: straight up a faith move. And um I'll never... I I will never be able to see God the same after that. Amen. everything he has revealed and shown to me with this move is like he's the only person we need to trust. When he says move, just move. Don't question it. Just do it. And that's what I did. I was like, okay, you want me to go? Let me go.
0: Oh, wow. You know, that's powerful what you said because we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about how God told a family to move. So that's, that's part of what you just said. So uh, what's the word for the day, sis?
1: Proverbs two, verse seven. I'm reading it in the passion version and it reads for the Lord has a hidden storehouse of wisdom made accessible to his godly ones. And, and and I read it in the Passion because the NLT says it like this. <clears throat> sorry. I'm sorry. I read the wrong one. So please forgive me. It is for the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Y'all, please forgive me. You don't have to edit that one out for the Nick. <laughs> it was supposed to be Proverbs 2 6 for the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And that's the NLT version. And it's like any wisdom we desire, we have to go to our father for it. We cannot lean on our own understanding because God's knowledge and wisdom is it supersedes anything that we can think of. So that's what came to my my mind.
0: Yeah. And, and I mentioned this before about the book of Proverbs, how it okay. blesses one with knowledge wisdom and understanding i would say godly godly wisdom knowledge and understanding and that's something that we need uh, on a day-to-day we need that wisdom and that wisdom and help us to uh make right decisions the right decisions like hey god give me wisdom so i can make the right decision because um i i don't want to do anything um Cause you know, you know how we said, I want to do things in my flesh. <laughs> mm-hmm. You take out the halo, right? You take the halo off. I have heard, heard, heard people say that before. I'm gonna take off the halo. You don't know who I am. I'm gonna take out the halo. Mm-hmm. No, God say put that halo back on. And I'm gonna give you some wisdom so you can make the mm-hmm. right decision. And that's the power of the Book of Proverbs. I know it's an ongoing theme. You know when we read the proverbs. Technically, what we're doing, we're sharing wisdom. All every time, I think every time that you come on here, you share a word of the day with us. I think mm. you're instilling wisdom, godly wisdom to um, mm. not only me, but even the, the listeners. So uh, mm. that's a blessing. Mm. So, Adney, today we'll be talking about someone's wife. Mm. Yeah, we'll, be, well, let me just put it this way. We talked about Lot um, in episode 57. So I know we had this thing, if if we're going to talk about the husband, we're going to talk about the wife. If we're going to talk about the wife, we're going to talk about the husband, right? It's because they're one, they're one. So the thing is, we didn't have opportunity to talk about uh, Lot's wife, but we decided to do so. Number one, what we want to say that it's not much mention about Lot's wife. Um, in fact, uh, she don't even have a name. Adney, I was going through my Bible and I'm like, hold up, Lot's wife don't have a name. I mean, she has a name, but the Bible never record her name. Her name is identified as Lot's wife. Like that's it, Lot's wife. So we'll be talking about Lot's wife. So this is the issue that's going on with Lot's wife. You know, we always try to highlight people's purpose, highlights people's call. Um, and we try to pull out what the Bible is trying to convey with the the readers um, but again, we can't we can't fully conclude uh, Lot's wife purpose because of just one incident. But we believe that we could grab something from it, right? Um, I, I think there's a lesson behind uh, what she did that we, uh, as listeners, uh, could hold on to, uh, so we won't replicate. Uh, so Lot, so you got Abraham. And lot so Abraham is the father of faith as we know. Uh, God, the messengers paid Abraham a visit uh, when he was in the land of Canaan. Uh, God told uh, Abraham, um, "Hey, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah." And Sodom and Gomorrah is where Abraham's nephew had reside at the time. And it was a lot going on in that in, in that place in that city. It was a lot of sin. The sin was so rapid that the people cried out, the voices of people cried out in so much agony and pain that that God, the messengers had to come down to destroy that city. So Abraham prayed and interceded on behalf of the people like, Lord, please don't destroy this place. And I'm sure he probably prayed because his family was there. Cause you know, you got, if God you your message, you got family over there. You can be like, God, please look, my family was over there. Lord, please don't destroy it. But I, I'm sure Abraham like cr- had great intentions cause he started out the, the number, you know, I think it was a huge number, like 50, like there's 50 people, 40, 30. He just went all the way down all the way to 10. But, but the thing is, Uh, lot was uh, resided in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah with his wife and family. And the angels went down to Sodom and Gomorrah. They gave report like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to have to pull your family out. And they took heed. They, they listened to what the angels had to say. Uh, the, but the thing is, uh, and I know we talked about this in uh, episode uh, 57 about lot, uh, lot, Lot was kind of fearful of going to the mountaintop. So he told the angels, he said, Hey, let me just let me just go to Zoar. It's a it's a smaller place. But Lot was with, with his family and 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 the angels. You know when I you remember when I said this in episode 57, I said the angels touched their hand. The angels grabbed their hand, and the angels was directing them in, in the right place. So we see it here and uh, uh Genesis 19, uh 15 chapter 19, Genesis 19, 15. And it says, And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened uh, Lot, saying, Arise, take your wife, take your two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity. And then in um, 16, this is when the angels uh, grabbed their hand and it says, And while he lingered, you see, you see Lot didn't want to go anywhere with his family. He just got a message. And the men laid hold Upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his daughters, and the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. So the angels is pretty much directing Lot in his family. God gave him a message. God said, Hey, yeah, get out of here because I'm about to destroy this place. So something interesting happened. So, you know, they were told, number one, while they they're exiting this uh city to not look back. So we see it here, and I'm gonna read it. It's in Genesis uh 19, 17. Uh Addie, I'm gonna go to the the NIV version because you know you you just be switching versions up. So I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna do that this on this day. So it said uh 17, it says, as soon as they had brought them out, one of them said flee for your lives, don't look back, don't look back, I'm going to say it again, don't look back, and don't stop anywhere in the plain, flee to the mountains, or you will be swept away, but okay, so the angels told Lot, hey, you know, y'all get out of here, but don't look back, but Lot was like, hey, Lord, you know, uh, uh, I want to go to Zohar, the small place. I don't want to go to the mountain, and they agreed. That's okay, since you don't want to go to the mountain, we we'll, we we won't destroy Zohar. We'll, you could go over there to, to the mountains. So we see in verse number twenty six, and I'm going to read it twice. I'm going to read it in the King James version, and I'm going to read it in the NIV version. So Genesis 19:26 says, "But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt." And I'm going to read it in um the other version that's uh that's the NIV version as I just mentioned. So that's Genesis 19:26 and it says, "But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. And when I read, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So you got a, a family that's exiting a sinful place. And one, one out of four did not make it because they were disobedient to the instructions that was given by the messenger. Wow. So, Adnie, I can't really say that this is Lot's wife's purpose, but I believe it's something that we could learn and glean from what she did. So what are your thoughts, Adnie?
1: As I sit here and I look at her, um, Lot's wife, and a lot of times people will be like, oh, she was foolish, she was this, she was that. When I was leaving Florida, and this is the only example I could give, Is the mindset I had to have. To leave. Right. God gave me a directive. God gave me a vision. He gave me a revelation. And that's all I needed to stick to. Anything else was irrelevant. Before I left. I went to see my son. Because he stayed behind with his dad. I went to see my best friend. Your wife. Because you know. That's my Jonathan. And I did not leave Florida. Without. Seeing these two people and then when I drove I drove. I didn't look back Sometimes looking back. is just one of those things that you want to remember what you're leaving behind mm. What for? Because sometimes when you leave stuff behind that's where it's supposed to stay Right there behind you. And when I when I read this, I'm like, why did she look back? I'm I see I have a home, I had to leave my furniture, I had to leave this, I have to leave that, I had to leave everything to just get up and go. So she looked back because she's reminded of everything she left behind without seeing what was in the present and what was in her future. And I think that's the biggest issue we human beings have is we love staying in the past we don't want to move forward in the present and that's what the holy spirit revealed to me as i was reading this
0: yeah so this this is uh this is tough because uh, we're talking about a husband and a wife right so i've been married for years and if god give me instructions nick take your family go to a place and he's giving us instruction because Lot was a righteous man. That's in 2 Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. Lot was a righteous man. So he was connected. He was connected. He was blessed. And Lot, he was so righteous and so connected with uh, God. Um, yeah, he had his ups and downs. He contended with the messenger. But adding, I, I guess this is what I'm trying to say. And I'm trying to find the right words to say say because i'm a, I'm a married man adney i'm a married man he didn't go back for his wife yeah so god's word <laughs> God, like he was that obedient he was obedient to the point where he did not even go back for his wife uh, so that's the thing I'm, that's because i'm sure you know you talk about a righteous man, right? Okay, if he's a righteous man, chances are the dynamics of his house ought to, you know, follow the same set. Cause he's the leader. You remember, before the angels came into the city, he was right there at the gate. So I, I look at Lot as the leader of his home, uh, being a righteous man. So yes, his wife is, is, uh his family per se. They go into this place, and she looked back, and he never looked back to rescue her. Like that, that right there. I thought about that. I'm like, wow, what is, what is it that the passage is trying to get us people to understand? And I like what you, how you pointed out how when you left, uh, you know, Florida, you didn't look back. You said, hey, I'm just gonna go talk to a few people here and there, and I'm out of here. And I think that has something to say, even when we're in the body of Christ, when we're saved. Like you cannot, there's some principles that we can learn from here. You can't, you can't be saved and say, okay, you know, I'm going to still do worldly things. Yeah, I'm saved, but I'm going to go ahead and turn up and get drunk or I'm going to get high. Like there, there's no spiritual fruits whatsoever. So you can't dibble and dabble. You can't be on the fence. We can't go, when you're saved, you can't go back to that old lifestyle when Christ has changed you you become a new person in Christ you can't go back you can't look back there's no way you could look back i i don't believe that so i i want to touch on this adney cuz I, I again i we could we could talk about this we could talk about this um passage cuz there's so many uh principles that i believe uh we could learn from it but before i go into my text i want to hear what you got to say
1: stay with us we'll be right back
0: Thank you for making it midway through this episode. We want to take a moment to sincerely thank each and every one of you who have been supporting our show. Your encouragement and positive feedback mean the world to us. We want to continue to bring you inspiring and thought-provoking content each week, and that's where we need your help. We kindly ask you to support our podcast by clicking on the link provided in the description below. Your support will enable us to grow, reach a wider audience, and continue to produce the quality content you enjoy. We truly appreciate your support and value your contribution to the Call by God podcast. Together, let's inspire and uplift others in their faith journey. Thank you once again for your continued support, and we look forward to bringing you more enlightening episodes in the future. God bless.
1: Okay, so I want to read it from the Amplified and I'm going to read everything from the Amplified and what it says. It says, but Lot's wife from behind him foolishly, longingly looked back towards Sodom in an act of disobedience and she so I'm gonna read what it says here says Lot's wife not only looked back to where her interests were but perhaps lingered behind and was overtaken by the fire and brimstone her dead body likely became continually encrusted with salt since this disaster occurred in the salt rich area around the Dead Sea so she became a pillar of salt and I want to know why in the world she was behind Lot and not in front of him. Like you're the head of the house. Why is your wife like behind you and you not being the leader? And I know this is about the wife. Like why did you stay behind and not be in front of your husband? Like, so he could be the protector. like? watching your your back as you're running forward um i started talking to someone last year and the one thing he always said to me whenever we go out if there's a situation that arises all i want to see is your your butt and your legs running the opposite direction because i am your protector and i'm saying to myself what was going through her mind that she that she stayed behind while her husband and her daughter and her daughters were running forward, and she's behind them. What is that about and it reminds me you've got to go all the way to the front where you know the Lord says to Eve, your desires will be to um to to your husband right It's like what was going through this woman's mind, and a lot of us women we need to understand when you're married i've I've never been married, but what God is revealing to me. Is if I give your husband a directive, I give you that directive, you need to follow his lead. And then following his lead, you need to be in front of him while he's being the priest, protector, and provider. You don't get to choose what what y'all going to do. You don't get to stay behind and watch while everything happens. You follow your husband's lead. He tells you to go, you go, and let him protect the back of the everybody else.
0: But At least that's Ad- Adney, it. but you know what? Yeah. The angels was guiding them. That's the thing. Yeah. So even like I know it's tough. Um, to talk because you you talk about a husband here, mm-hmm. but Lot was too. He was on a fence. The angels, yeah. the angels told him to go to the mountain. Yeah, and he's like, "No, I want to go to Zoar." Like, dude, like this is these are heavenly beings telling you, like, "Hey, we're about to destroy a place. We want you to go to the higher, the high place." But no, I want to go to Zoar. So that's why I said that the angels guided them. So the yeah. angels guided Lot, his wife, and um, even the children. So I'm saying, I, I know you mentioned that the, you know, the husband probably might be a front and, and probably the family was behind him, but they were guided by a powerful source. So it's like this. Everybody got to work out their own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Sometimes the husband can't always save the wife. So in judgment, when judgment day come, a wife can't say, well, my husband, he was a preacher. He was out there preaching the word of God. And, and, and God going to say, what were you doing? Well, um, um, Lord, no, it can't be that way. Sometimes a, a wife can't always be so reliant on the husband. She can't because a wife has to have her own relationship with God. Because I see messengers um, pulling a family out. And I see a leader that's, although he's righteous, but I see a leader that's uh, a little fearful. I want to go to Mount I want to go to Zohar. And I see a wife that probably broke the hands, like, I don't want to say broke, but um, detach her, her hands away from the angel's hand just to look behind and just to stay behind. And sometimes we could become that way. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Word of God. We have all the tools and all the weapons that God has blessed us with. And what sometimes we do, I don't want to read the Bible no more. I don't want to pray no more. I don't want to go to worship anymore. I don't want to have to do anything with fellowship. So we're letting God's hand go, right? And we say, you know what? I'm going to go back to what I know. Because what it, it looks pleasing to the eye. but this, this is where I came from. I came from a broken home. I came from alcoholism. I, I came from drugs. I came from smoking weed. I came from broken, sinful situations that I deem to be pleasurable. So Lord, I don't want to go to that safe place. I want to go to that place that I know that is pleasurable, but we know that the wages of sin is death. So yeah, you made a good point. Yeah. The husband is here. The husband um is up front and the wife may be behind. But we got to understand that God was guiding them. God was so merciful. God honored his, his, his scary self. He was like, uh, scary. Like, God still honored his scary self and said, God said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help y'all out. I'm going to give y'all a hand. I'm going to guide y'all in the way that y'all should go. But hold up. So what, if God is guiding them, what happened to Lot's wife? If God is guiding you, why are you looking back? Why are you looking back?
1: I, I see her honestly seeing her husband's fear and wondering the, what ifs, because that's the biggest thing. Again, at the end of the day, we do all have to, you know, look out for our own soul salvation, but still you are the example that your family sees. If you're doubting the the angels, the heavenly beings that mm-hmm. guiding you, yeah. what do you think is going to happen to your wife? She's going to be like, okay, so if he if he ain't comfortable enough going to this high mountain, maybe we should have just stayed back there. Just just maybe you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, you understand that we have to work out our soul salvation, but you're still the example. You're the priest, protector and provider of your home and your wife sees you fearful. And if your wife sees you fearful, what's going to happen to her? She's going to get fearful because she I'm following you.
0: Lord you have mercy are
1: directing me like your leadership. You're the headship of our home. Right. Right. You scared to go up to that high mountain. Uh, maybe I just need to see what I'm leaving behind. And, and that's basically what comes to mind for me. We as we do have to work out our own soul salvations. But I have to say this to husbands. How are you leading your family? Do they see fear? Yeah. Or do they see faith? Yeah, that's good. Do they see your love for God or do they see the fact that you're still on that fence? So that's my last and final point because I ain't got nothing else.
0: No, I I got a lot to say because I'm a husband because there are husbands that are on the fence. That's not leading their family properly. You know, yeah, we could see all the great things that Lot did. But that that one little decision, that decision that deciding whether or not where to go. When the angels is guiding him, that that could t- that could have ultimately led to his wife looking back. Cause who knows? She probably would have liked that high place. You know y'all, how y'all sisters get at the <laughs> y'all like high places, y'all don't like nothing small. <laughs> so the husband's like, let's go to Zoar. So she probably like, huh? I'm gonna go from Sodom and Gomorrah to little old Zoar. <laughs> so come on now. <laughs> yeah, it's like saying that God said, I'm gonna give you a mansion. The husband be like, man, I don't want the mansion. Just, just give me the little, little, little cot, little, little, yeah, that little spot right there. The, the wife, the sisters, be like, nah, I don't want that. You don't want to go to the market, I'm going back to Zohar Then, I'm going <laughs> not Zohar but I'm going back to, to
1: Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Nothing to look forward to. Yeah, you you, you want to settle for for peanuts, and I want filet mignon. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, you want to eat hot dogs, and I want to go to, you know, papados. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, you, you, we have to understand every decision that we make. It affects our families. That's true. And because yep. it affects our families, we have to understand the meaning of faith. We have to understand that. Faith says, I don't know what's going to be on this mountain, but God told me to go. So I'm going to go. Faith doesn't say, well, God, let's negotiate. If you take me here, then, you know, we'll be all right. Faith says, okay, you taking me to this mountain? How many steps do I have to climb to get there? What type of shoes do I need to wear to climb this mountain? That's what faith says. So her looking back I, I think she saw a lack of faith in her husband and it caused her faith to diminish and that's Adney's thought that's it period yeah yeah because yeah had she been had she been focused and and, and she could have said to her husband oh no sweetheart the angel told us to go to the mountain let's go to the mountain
0: that's true okay
1: we ain't going to Zor that's true the angel told us to go to the mountain we're going to the mountain but she said nothing. She just looked back. Wow. She just looked back.
0: Yeah, that's that's heavy. That's heavy. I want to read two passages in the New Testament. And um, Luke seventeen thirty two, It just say, remember Lot's wife. But the context behind that, it was talking about the coming of the kingdom. And Adney, I want, want you to read it in your version. So pull, pull out Luke 17 and start from, um, let's start from 20. Twenty-eight. So read 28 verse number 28 through uh, 32. Um, I don't know if you're there yet, but just let me know when you're there. Because okay. um, I think I think this is a a, a powerful piece, uh, a text that, that that would help us with Lot's wife. Go ahead. Read it.
1: OK, I'm reading it in the Amplified. It says it was the same as it was in the days of Lot. People were eating they were drinking they were buying they were selling they were planting they were building carrying on business as usual without regard for their of the, for their sins 29 as well
0: yeah 29 all the way to 32
1: okay but on the very day uh oh hold on my thing just stopped <laughs> um sorry no that's fine it says, but on the very day that lot left Sodom it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all it will be just the same on the day of the day on the day that the son of man is revealed on that day whoever is on the housetop with his belongings in the house must not come down to take them out and likewise whoever is in the field must not return back. Remember what happened to Lot's wife when she looked back.
0: Wow. Oh, one more, one more passage. Read thirty-three and then we'll stop right at read thirty-three.
1: Whoever seeks to save his life uh-huh. will mm-hmm. lose it. And whoever loses his life will keep it.
0: Yeah. Powerful. So mm-hmm. I, I like what the text is saying. Remember, Lot's wife, and it was talking about the comment. There's going to be this. The people going to be doing this, and, and I'm sure people, that's what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. People were just celebrating, partying, doing all kind of crazy stuff, and boom, judgment came. And I'm I'm sure it's going to be like that. Even um, when Christ returned, uh, there's going to be certain things uh, people going to be cheering, and it will not even have to be when Christ returned because people could be cheering. Then there could be earthquakes, volcanoes, and tornado, all kind of crazy stuff, right? That that happened with the climate. So this is why it is important to always stay connected spiritually. It, it is very important. Like God tells us, like, "Hey, uh, remember Lot's wife. Remember what was going on in that day. This is a sin. This was a sinful place, and I took him out of that place. and And she looked back, and she turned into a pillar of salt. And I want you to remember Lot's wife. So in an, ev- an event where Um, Destruction is headed your way, and I give you directions, or even it don't have to be directions to go to a certain place. But maybe it could be your spirituality. Maybe God is telling you, like, "Hey, now you're in the kingdom. You're saved. You're in the kingdom of God. Don't look back. Don't go back to the what you um, what I brought you from." Because God said, "I'll spew you out like a vomit, like a dog return back to his own vomit. Like that's nasty. You don't you don't want God to save you, and you got all the glory and all this peace and." all the love, the grace, and all of God's mercy upon your life. And you say, God, you know what? I don't want to have nothing to do with you. So it's kind of like you're going back. You do, you're doing what Lot's wife did. You're going back to what you knew. And I think that's something you want to stay away from. And I want to close out with one passage, Adding before I uh, hand it out to you because we're about to close anyway. But I just thought I, I wanted to um, add that in there. So the Bible also says in Luke 9, 62, And I'm reading from the NIV version. It said, Jesus replied, he said, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service or the kingdom of God. So God said, if you put your hand to the plow and you look back, he said, don't even bother you. You're not even fit to be a disciple. You're not fit to be a Christian. You're not even fit for even his kingdom. So when God save you, God save you for a reason, a purpose for his glory and his glory only the devil will deceive you to going back to what you already know. Addie what you want to add before we close?
1: Um, I love that you shared that because yesterday I did a, a, a lesson and just um, called like rising from the ashes. Our past are literally those ashes. Do you stay in your ashes or do you look forward to the future and the present that God has for you? Because those things that you did in your past, that's where they're supposed to stay. They're not supposed to go with you. You can use them as a testimony for other people to help them on the journey that you're on. But to stay there, to stay stuck, you're basically saying that God is not big enough. So what I'm saying to everyone, our listeners, is rise up from them ashes. Wash yourself off from the flames and let your wings and everything just flourish and become who God has called you to be. It is not worth looking back. It's not worth it
0: press forward. Amen, amen. Yeah, good stuff, Adney. Adney, look, I really enjoyed this episode as always. We always strive to let God use us in, in a way that will bring Him the glory and even touch the hearts of even you guys. So I hope, trust, and pray that you continue to share our episodes. We are gaining momentum. God is be, God is so good and we're not doing it for our own, but we're, we hope that people will take heed to these messages and think upon, upon their walks, their purpose, and even draw closer to God and even bring some along the way so as you're being blessed continue to share 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 with uh your friends your families and then god will get the glory so until then we'll remember that jesus christ he's the king of kings and he's the lord of lords be blessed that's it for now but before we go please continue to listen subscribe share our podcast also if you want to support our show please scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and click on the link that says, buy me a coffee. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And remember, God is good all the time and all the time, God is good. And also Jesus Christ loves you. Thank you. Wait, there's more. What if today was your last day on earth? Would you be ready to meet your maker? Well, Jesus Christ has given us the good news. He told his disciples in Mark 16, 15, 16, and he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Jesus Christ has instructed his children to share and preach the gospel, which is the good news. Which means that Jesus Christ came and that he was sacrificed. He was buried and he rose on the third day. By believing and by repenting and confessing and being baptized, you will be saved. So it is your choice. Jesus Christ will not force you. You've heard the message. you heard personal testimonies. But this is your opportunity to give your life to Christ. Don't wait until tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised. So I hope you submit to the will of God and give your soul to Christ. Be blessed.